0: Someone once told me the grass is much greener We have a lot of cool stuff planned for season 3 Being proud of who you are no matter what you do You definitely see the characters progress a lot more, they start growing up I think Ginger and Darren are endgame It is a masterpiece of an episode Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink Capri? It's Courtney, it's Courtney! Someone once told me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about every single episode of As Told By Ginger once a week. Uh, this week, we have ourselves a bonus podcast. And if you tuned in to the ep- uh, the, bo- the episode recap of um, Butterflies Are Free or No Turning Back, we had with us a very special guest. Uh, she was in the third TV movie as a slight cameo thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation when she requested to be on a particular episode of As Told By Ginger. So now that we have her here with us, we have Leandra. So, so welcome, Leandra. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. So uh, right before we uh, go into our listener questions, I must ask, so um, how did you first get introduced to As Told by Ginger?
1: Well, you know, I grew up on Nickelodeon like any other kid born in the late 80s, early 90s. So I was into Rugrats, Clarissa, um, all those things, power, everything. So I was really into, you know, Nickelodeon in general. But As Told by Ginger just really resonated with me because... She was the same age as I was. She kind of looked like I did. And even then a lot of the plot lines and characters really resonated with me as, you know, a middle schooler.
0: Yeah, I I can imagine because, um, you know, for the few people who did watch As Told by Ginger when it came out... They said that it, you know, it really resonated with them because they were the same age and, you know, they were going through the same things. So back then I wasn't surrounded by all those people because I was already in high school when the show came out and everybody that I knew was getting into Invader Zim. I felt like I was the only person who got into As Told By Ginger amongst my peers. And I wouldn't know about the fan base of As Told By Ginger until like many years later when I joined online as a content creator. And that was when everybody was telling me about how much they loved the show. And I was pretty shocked by it.
1: Yeah, I know. It definitely seems to have a big following, like bigger than I would have ever expected. Though it is a really clever show.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that maybe a lot of people are realizing that now because, you know, back then, um, uh, you know, there was not really much a show like As Told by Ginger. I mean, sure, maybe some people would bring up What About Doug or Hey Arnold, but it was a little, it was slightly different um, than those two shows. Uh, Definitely a little bit more dramatic than both of them. And and also, which you know neither of those shows had that is true so i think that maybe now i think that people are starting to appreciate it a lot more than they did back like almost 20 years ago gosh wow it has been that long (laughs) yeah i know three years from now it'll celebrate its 20th anniversary and i just found a gray hair on my head oh geez (laughs) i know same (laughs) So, yes, uh, I know we talked about this briefly at the uh, the episode recap. So how did you eventually become, um, you know, a cameo uh, guest in Asoba Ginger?
1: All right. So about 17 years ago, almost to the day, um, I was sick. I was diagnosed with myelodysplastic syndrome and I needed a bone marrow transplant. And being 11 years old at the time, you know, I knew that I was eligible for a wish from Make-A-Wish Foundation. So of course, amidst getting diagnosed and getting all these treatment options, one of the first things I did was go on the internet and submit a request for a wish because of course I'm gonna do that. So my first wish was actually to be on SNL, but they said it was too young. So then my second wish was to be on all that because all that was amazing. Uh, but all that got canceled, so then I couldn't be on all that. And then yeah, so, and this was back uh,
0: in, and this was back in
1: like two thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was diagnosed in two thousand, treated the end of two thousand to two thousand one, and I think the wish actually got, so to speak, in I think two thousand three, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Because yeah, all that, that yeah, all that would have been canceled that year, and ah, uh, the revival of all that wouldn't have happened until two thousand two.
1: Yeah, so they were like, yeah, we can't really put you on all that either. What's another thing you want to do? And I was like, well, I love As Told by Ginger, so let me be on that. That's actually pretty surprising,
0: um, you know, because, um, you know, I'm sure for some people like back in 2002, they probably would have been like, I want to be in an episode of
1: Spongebob (laughs) or something. (laughs) I mean, Spongebob was cool, but it was also kind of new at the time. And I, I felt like I identified more with this cute red haired girl than with the sponge. Sure. I, I like, definitely as agree. a wacky adult. Yeah, I totally identify more as SpongeBob now <laughs> for another podcast. Um, so yeah, no, I I was just really into interested by in Ginger, you know, of course, as an 11 year old, 14 year old, you know, making the transition from middle school into high school and dealing with a lot of these things like growing up, having boyfriends, wearing makeup for the first time, trying to fit in, I was really into it. And I I, I still love animated works and animated movies and even shows, to be honest. Like I love Futurama and I love um, Archer and I still watch plenty of cartoons as an adult. So, uh, but yeah, so I flew out to LA, they flew me out to LA, um, and a lot of the voice actors were there together on the day I went to record, which I was told isn't usually a thing. Like, usually they would record their parts kind of separately, but a lot of them happened to be there on the two days that I went on to set to record with them. So that was awesome. I got to meet, you know, a lot of um, really cool um, you know, I got to meet Kat Susie, Kree Summer, both of whom were in Rugrats. I got to meet Tress McNeil who's been in basically everything. She's Futurama, you know, Tiny Toon Adventures. Just I I don't even know what she hasn't been in. She was in Rugrats too. She's just like prolific as a voice actor.
0: Yeah, I met and her right, I met her okay. last
1: year and she's she was really nice. She is, she's super nice, and she just—I mean, she's she's just amazing. Her voice is amazing. I can't believe she's voiced just so many different characters. She's, and she was even an actor, wasn't she? Dot? I think she was. Dot, yeah, she right? was Dot
0: in Animaniacs. I actually have yeah. an auto, I actually have an autographed picture of um of uh, Tress McNeil, Rob Paulson, and Jess Harnell uh, hanging in my wall right now of the Animaniacs characters.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was cool meeting her. And then Lorraine Newman, who was on SNL. So that was pretty sweet, too. Mm. Um, everyone was just super nice. It was super great. I got to tour the Klasky Chupo studio. I got to go out to air with the whole cast and crew. I met Emily Kapnick and um, went out to dinner with her, too. And it was just great. It was like a little kid's dream come true. And it was cool, I guess. And that's like a testament to, to Make-A-Wish is that I didn't just like go and like record this thing, this one off thing, like they went above and beyond, you know, they took me to the animation studios, they let me have a say in designing the way my character looked, I went out to eat with, you know, the crew and the cast and So it was like a pretty comprehensive wish that I got granted. And so I guess looking back, that is a pretty unique and awesome thing that could have happened to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So please tell us, like, what were your favorite moments that happened when you were over there recording your lines or even watching the actors recording their lines?
1: And I mean, it was a long time ago, but one of the cool things I remember was a lot of improv going on. And I actually jotted down um, the line where class schedules and um, Macy mayhaps. Uh, Macy's the one with the glasses, right? Yes. Okay, okay, sorry. Just wanted to double check that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, she says like mayhaps. And that was totally improv because it was perhaps in you know, the written script and the actor was just like, I'm gonna go for this. I'm gonna say it this other way. And because I want to, of course. (laughs) And so it was that that kind of thing was welcomed. Um it was cool to see the process. It was cool to meet everyone and get pictures and hang out with everyone. I gotta say at the time I was I was really into acting and like theater. So I was a little bit more enamored with uh, record and meet all that voice actors. But looking back, I can say it was also just as cool to see animation studios and to get to see you know like the storyboards the character design the colors and all these different departments for um, um if you listen to the other podcast I mentioned I got to see even a couple of other shows I saw some development for the wild thornberries and i got to see them trying to make the Eli- the character of eliza thornberry a little bit more mature as well so it was it was really cool and i got i feel like i got a lot of unique insight into the direction of these kind of adolescent shows as that demographic was growing up it was super fun just being in the recording studio with these voice actors And they're also, you know, the thing you don't think about is episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, my voice is so low compared to all of these other characters. Like, they make their voice just go so high. Yeah, and and, and it's
0: ironic because, you know, you're the actual kid, and they're the adults, and their
1: voices are higher and your voices. Right? (laughs) Yeah, so I, I was... I have to say, I was almost a little bit self-conscious about it. Looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm this cool character with this, like, low, raspy voice. Go me. (laughs) But at the time, I was like, my voice sounded like that. I actually am 14. So that was kind of funny. I don't know. So it was was really cool um, just, like, seeing these adults kind of have fun pretending to be kids, too. I think that's another thing that, you know... I don't think about much when it comes to voice acting, is that it is adults playing kids? So that was kind of a cool thing to see these adults just like letting their imaginations run a little bit wild and get to improv and ha- really have fun with it. So. That was a really great part of it for me as
0: well. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, if you're willing to share the pictures of when you were working uh, with the voice actors and just your experience as a whole, I would love to share with everybody on the forums.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to see because they're in florida and i just moved but yeah let me see if i can get my parents to scan and send me some of those because we do still have them and they're pretty awesome awesome all right
0: um and you know one final question and then i'll go over to the um, the listeners question so so since um your um bone bone marrow treatment um
1: how have you been feeling since then oh I, honestly knock wood i got real lucky you know i've basically, for all intents and purposes, got cured um, with that. So it's it's kind of funny because myelodysplastic plastic syndrome, I feel like I have to kind of plug here for this rare disease. Um, again, it's not a disease that kids usually get. It's oftentimes associated with something that happens after a has had cancer already, and then they get this disease as the result of... Uh, um, being exposed to too much chemo or radiation, wow. so kind of like a mixture between bone marrow failure and bone marrow malignancy. So it, it's it's kind of in that weird like in between area where your bone marrow is not really working, but it's also trying really hard to work. So it's becoming kind of cancerous. And yeah, oftentimes, um, for a really severe case like I had, the only treat, the only possible treatment is a bone marrow transplant. So I will say, you know, medicine has come a long way in the last seventeen years, and there are a lot more treatments now. There's a lot more information on the internet about this disease now. All of that considered, I, I got really lucky. I got really, really lucky. Um, and also at the time the national um, bone marrow registry of, you know, people who are signed up to donate bone marrow was about two and a half million. Now it's about quintuple that I would say it it, off the top of my head. I think it's about 10 million individuals are registered to donate bone marrow. But so if you're listening to this for sure, go out because you never know if you might be the match for a little kid like me, you know, there's no way I would be alive if not for, Literally, this one lady who signed up at a golf tournament to donate her bone marrow. And she literally, people say, people use literally pretty liberally these days, but I am serious. She was the one person out of two and a half million people who was a match for me. Wow. So, otherwise, they would have done some weird experimental thing where they mixed my mom's bone marrow with my bone marrow. I don't know. I couldn't see it working. Sure. But... Sh- Yeah. Like, so I got extremely lucky, extremely, extremely lucky, um, both in terms of this woman being able to donate to me and, you know, the way my outcome, my prognosis went. So, um, and my, um, the progression, like the treatment. Yeah. So honestly, not good. Couldn't have gone better. It really could not have gone better. And I haven't had complications since then it was kind of just a one time and I'm lucky to be able to have grown up and and you know gotten to fulfill this that through in terms of having a child no, an so. adolescent and you know an 11 year old get the chance to hit puberty and go through you know being a teenager like in fact I was told to my face that I wasn't gonna survive so in a way that made this definitely more meaningful that you know i not only survived this horrible random leukemia-like disease but i kind of affirm my adolescence and my ability to grow up by doing this project so that was pretty awesome that's i'm I'm really happy for you that's fantastic
0: thanks so let's go over to our listener questions uh so we can okay so let's start things off with um norbert and he asks Uh, Hello, Leandra. This is definitely an interesting guest choice since all the other voice actors that have been on the podcast have been main or reoccurring. Um, Aside from butterflies are free, what is your personal favorite episode of Us Told by Ginger?
1: Oh, geez. This is a hard one, especially because I haven't watched these episodes in so long. But, um, oh, man. Okay, I got to think about this for a second. I really liked, I liked Camp Caprice a lot. That one was really cute. And that song... There were copper-colored ponies, and the air smelled like that. It's a total earworm song. Gets stuck in my head every time. <laughs> um, I yeah. So probably Camp Caprice is up there. I I'm embarrassed to admit. I'm kind of having a tough time remembering individual. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, that one is definitely up there. Oh, also the one where she shapes her legs. Oh, I um, that's
0: um.
1: Yeah, uh let me uh I remember Yeah, yeah the frizzy Lizzies, that's the episode. Yeah, that's Cry Wolf. Yeah, I was I was definitely with her on that one because I also had weird red leg hair and uh yeah. (laughs) It just that again resonated with me a lot as a person of that age and gender. Wow.
0: That's pretty awesome. Actually, That you know, uh, I mean, out of all the things that a person could relate to and as told by Ginger, her, you and her sharing the same hairy red legs. I've never oh. heard of that before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that was, I, they knew my demographic and they played to it pretty well. Hmm. That's
0: pretty awesome.
1: Um, yeah, so if you can't think of anything
0: else, then don't worry about it. That's okay. So we'll go over to our next question. Uh, the next question comes from Plinkomatic. And this person says, um, Leandra, how did your friends and family react to you being on this told by Ginger as the episode aired in the States two years after the recording session and possibly months after
1: it aired in other countries? Oh, man. You know, I do have to say... I don't know that a lot of saw it and especially because at that time I would have been 16. So I was in high school and, you know, being in high school, you don't really want to draw attention to the fact that you're a cancer survivor because you don't want to be known as cancer girl. and. I don't know that's I it it was something I was trying to fly under the radar and something that made me blush a lot at the time so I don't actually you know my 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 friends didn't know very much and then it was only occasionally someone would come up to me and be like ah as told by gender and this person has the same name as you isn't that weird I was like yeah that's so weird that's so random so it's not that I was ashamed of it per se, but I definitely was a little bit like, happened. And I think the other thing is because it was so long from the time I made the wish to when I recorded to when it was released, a bit of like a disconnect there. So it was a little. I guess I the word I would use to describe it was kind of anticlimactic. Wow. Another interesting like little tip is, I. And and this also kind of speaks to how long it was, how long ago it was, and kind of the shift in technology, but I got that episode on a VHS tape. Wow. You know, it was after I finished recording and after the animation finished, so I was able to see it and I was like, oh, this came out great, that's awesome. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then it was released, um, you know, a year or two later. And then I was, I, I, I honestly did not even like know when it released. You know, maybe that's like a weird thing, but it, it was kind of a long process. Yeah. So I don't know that, you know, a lot of my, my my family were happy to see it when I brought the tape home and I showed it to them. And they were all so proud of me. And, you know, I had my stepdad with the, huge brick digital camera at the time taking pictures of the tv itself with the stuff up but yeah it was it was a little bit kind of like under the radar when it came out so it, it wasn't too big of a deal yeah um
0: that's pretty interesting that is a very very interesting take on the story i mean i I mean you know for i mean I, I can under- I can definitely understand with you what you went through that you didn't want to bring it up again, you just wanted to move on from that, and the fact that you know you Oh, man, I'm on TV because of this reason that I don't want to talk about. Should I say yeah. something? Should I not? It's, you know, it, it definitely, like with that's told by Ginger, it's like, you know, you're a teenager and you're trying to move up to adulthood. And you don't want to bring up embarrassing things that you once did or um, things that you think is embarrassing. Because they, you know, because they, they think oh you know they make fun of you for that so yeah I can definitely understand why you didn't say that in front of your classmates and you you know the the stigma that would have left behind if you did
1: mm hmm I mean again it wasn't a huge deal and then also I guess the big factor was you know the amount of time it took between when I record when I made the wish when I recorded it and when it was released because it was kind of two years in between each of those things yeah from when I made the when it happened and then from when it happened to when it was released. So again, I think that was a factor too.
0: Sure. Um, so um, going into our next question, so Norbert asks his second question. He says, Leandra, if there ever wasn't as told by Ginger revival or reunion in some way, like Nickelodeon has been doing, like Doubleday or Hey Arnold, Invader Zim and more, do you think that Leandra would return for the revival? What role do you think she would play and would you be willing to voice her again?
1: Oh man, well, starting with the last question, heck yeah, I would definitely voice her again. I feel like she would be this cool, bohemian, well traveled individual, maybe kind of like, I don't know, maybe a little bit like me because I've traveled a bit since college and since high school and that's pretty cool. Um, another cool thing is like I play guitar now, so maybe she would do that too. I don't, I do well, actually... you
0: know. I, would, I think I have an idea.
1: Leandra and Ginger, guitar duet. There you go. I would do that. And I could, I could do the alto. You know, Melissa Disney could be the soprano. You hit those harmonies. I would be into it. We can have Miranda on the oboe. Doesn't she play oboe or something? Uh, and, the clarinet. Uh, clarinet. And, uh, Yeah, Macy. So we could all, we could be like a little folk band together or something. Ooh, that'd be Um. fun. (laughs) But as for whether I actually think they would invite me, probably not. But if they did, I would totally be willing to do it.
0: All right, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the last question is, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Um, you can keep it, like, you know, private for obvious reasons. So, um, one last question from PlinkoMatic, and this person asks, What are you doing these days, and have you told people over the years about voicing a character as is on As Told by Ginger?
1: Okay, so I think we covered the second part of that question. Yeah, I haven't told people about it. But so as for what I'm doing these days, um, bounced around the world a little bit and taught a lot of kids. So I've been a tutor, I've been a classroom teacher, I've taught in Europe for two years in two different countries. And I've taught a bunch of different students in um, one-on-one capacities, small groups. Um, So that's one thing I do. Um, Another thing I do is also teach, or I've taught a lot of yoga and I guess that pretty much sums it up. So I'm, I'm pretty much a teacher. It's not something I thought I'd be doing, but it is something that I enjoy doing. Oh um, yes. when it's not super stressful. <laughs> and you're also an artist. I've actually just recently moved up north um, to the northeast of the United States. So I'm not doing that quite as much anymore. But yeah, in the warmer climate, I was living in Florida for many years and I did a lot of henna. So I've been doing that quite a while now. I do that, yeah, and I, I've been teaching yoga and I've been teaching students a whole bunch of like, I do a lot of SAT and ACT test prep, um and yeah, now I'm kind of looking for my next endeavor. Now that I've moved up north and I'm in a bigger city, I'm kind of seeing what's up next for me. Oh, that's so fun, it's a, Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Right now. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like butterflies are free. Yeah, um, there you go. And we've come full circle. Going on, lots of new endeavors. Not sure what's gonna happen, and you know what? That's kind of okay. Yeah, that definitely
0: is okay, and you know what? Now, for you know, I actually did get some questions from some people. It's like, how did you get a hold of Leandra? So here's the story. So I actually did get a hold of Leandra <coughs> back when I was doing "As Told by Ginger" month back in 2015. And uh, funny story, um, we were planning on meeting up with one another because where she was was where she was living at, at the time. And where I was living at, we, I mean, I was like an hour away, so we could have met up in person, but unfortunately, you know, certain circumstances prevented us from meeting, but that's okay. Just us, you know, together on the podcast is it just as great.
1: Yeah, and I, I I feel a little bit bad about that, but I had a really crazy summer. I was um, going on my honeymoon. Oh, and that's another thing. I'm, I'm married now. Woo. I guess I forgot to mention that. So I'm married. Yay! And I'm, I'm an old lady now. I'm an old lady of 28. And I'm
0: 31, married. so yeah.
1: <laughs> but I guess another kind of cute thing is I've been with my husband, partner, since I was a teenager. So since I was 19. So that's kind of cool and adolescenty I guess sure I had a pretty great I was going on my honeymoon and then I came home and immediately had to pack all my things and move up north so I wish we could have met in person That uh, been cool.
0: that's okay well maybe if you ever visit Florida again or maybe if I ever go to the northeast for whatever reason then yeah maybe we can try to meet up with one another that would be cool yeah yeah All right, um, final question, and I always ask this to everybody. What do you think of the legacy of As Told by Ginger as a whole?
1: I think it was a really timely and necessary... Series. I think again, the fact that you know there was a female lead and it wasn't something crazy like the Wild Thornberrys. Like, I love the Wild borders it has its place for sure in the whole Nickelodeon canon, but you know, it had this whole Dr. Doolittle spin to it the magical realism thing going on. Whereas, I feel that as told by Ginger, was something that you know a lot of young girls my age at the time you know a lot of middle school girls and high school girls and in general just like people growing up really needed to see they needed to see that you know it's okay people go through these issues of of wearing makeup and these rites of passage like having you know boyfriends and letting go of childhood relics all of these themes and all of these plot lines and character development tools that were used in the show I think were again just really timely and relevant and really great for people of our age and even still today uh growing up I think it was great and held up well over the years
0: all right well yeah that should be it so Leandra thank you so much for coming on by to the podcast really do appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me all right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, we, we have some more guests coming in over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we're um, at the halfway point of um, the season three finale. And we have something really, really special planned for that. So stay tuned. Uh, hope to see you around soon, everybody. And thank you for listening.